welcome to episode eight of Behind the Scenes Chasing Dreams. Literally cannot believe it's episode eight already. Like where has that time gone? So in this episode, I'm gonna talk about how to create your own opportunities, literally knocking on doors and opening those doors. Everything I've ever done in my career, I've always gone out there and put myself out there and created most of my own opportunities. So I'm gonna speak to you about exactly how I do that and how maybe you could do that too. So I hope that you enjoy. So I don't really know where to begin with this one um, because I feel like everything that I do, I've been creating my own opportunities like from day one in business. And that is just generally from researching things, reaching out to people, contacting people and throwing myself in people's faces and like throwing myself out there. But I'd say like one of the first like recognisable things that I had done is work on well-known people within the area. Um, the first well-known people within the area that I got the chance to work on were not celebrities, but just people that live in Dunedin and were known for like going to the best places. And I think it was interacting with them and, you know, following them on social media, messaging them, like there's no shame in reaching out to someone that you think may be interested in your services and where it could be mutually beneficial. So like, would you like to be a model for my hair extension salon? And I will give you like free or discounted um, hair extensions if you tag me in a post and things like that. And I think like once I started doing a few, more would come to me naturally just by those people like tagging me in posts. So I think when it comes to like working with like your dream clients, the main thing is to literally go out there and get them and contact them. And the thing is you can't be put off by people saying no. And that's what um, one of the main things that I would say about opportunities and creating your opportunities. For like every one yes you get, you might get like nine no's. So you've got to be like really resilient. You can't be like, oh my God, I've asked one influencer or one influential person to work with me or you know, do a collab with me or do some promo for me. And they've said no. So I'm never going to ask anybody again, because if that was the way I worked, half of the things that I've done in my career, which I'm going to talk about later, would have never happened. Like people are always going to say no, it might not be right for them. They might not be interested. They may not believe in you, but there's just going to be that one or two people that do. You have to do everything in volume. And it's the same like as sales. Like if you worked in a sales job, imagine how many people come through the door in like a car sales place. I actually used to sell cars. Um, But imagine how many people come through the door, test drive a car and don't buy it. It doesn't mean that the salespeople are going to be like right I'm not going to ever ask anyone to buy a car again like you just have to build a thick skin and be resilient in everything that you're doing and I think that's one of the main really important things and you have to be super proactive like if you're expecting like to follow an influencer and like one of their posts and comment on their posts and then you expect them to just follow you back see your work and message you you're in a dream world that may happen I'm not saying that that will never happen but like if you really want something bad enough you just have to be brave enough to put yourself out there and ask for it the worst that they're going to say is no and there are so many people out there that you can ask to work with you you just have to keep banging on the doors So I remember when I first started Naked Weave 
and to launch I was like I don't want to be just any training academy and in my head I was like I have to get a celebrity stylist at the launch to do like a Q&A and I messaged so many stylists like celebrity stylists that either didn't reply ignored me didn't open the message said no or gave me a ridiculous rate that I couldn't afford like I had to keep keep knocking on the doors um and I just kept asking and kept asking and I think that I can't remember if I actually ended up putting my courses on before I'd found somebody that had confirmed and I just thought well I can add them in at a later date or I can add that onto the promo at a later date and eventually I I found a guy called um, James Silk and he was known for doing loads of influencers and most known for doing Jesse Nelson's hair even though that collab turned out to be an absolute disaster in the end, to start with, having his name on my promo just by messaging it in him and him giving me a rate that was affordable and, you know, I must have messaged at least 20 people before he said yes, really, really made me and my my new business look prestigious because it was like, while they're not only teaching you to do hair extensions, you're also going to get an insight into um, a celeb stylist work and get to ask them questions. And he was known for doing like really, really long extensions on Jesse Nelson from Little Mix and other hairdressers. It really like made us stand out from the crowd. And it's not that he approached me or that, you know, I just, that opportunity fell on my lap to outsiders. They obviously just thought, oh my God, this is a really prestigious training academy. They've got a celeb stylist there. What they didn't know is I'd had to message so many people and negotiate to be able to make that happen. It didn't just fall on my lap. I literally had an idea. Um, It wasn't something that was common in, you know, going on a hair extension training course. I thought outside the box and I literally knocked on all the doors until I made that happen. And actually, whilst we're on that subject, you know, because I said it was a disaster, I think it's only right (laughs) that I tell you exactly why it was a disaster. So on the first ever course in London, he was booked to come at four o'clock and do a QA and a until five o'clock and do like a talk about his story, how he got into celeb styling, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, at four o'clock, he didn't end up being there. And I was texting him. He said that his train had been cancelled. Anyway, he ended up getting there at like five to five, five minutes before the course was finished. Most of the students had gone. It was so embarrassing. He was like really apologetic and embarrassed. Um, A couple of the students stayed and asked him some questions anyway. We got some pictures with him. So obviously to outsiders that didn't attend that course, it still looked like he came. Like you have to do what you have to do in business. The students weren't upset. They weren't like angry or anything like that. It was a free freebie anyway so luckily I'd marketed it marketed it as a free extra so it didn't really affect that it just didn't look great um but you know I pushed forward made it happen sort of and then he said to me I'm so sorry that I didn't make it blah 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 I will give you a refund um and I'll do the next one for free and I was like well, do you know what fair enough cut long story short I struggled to get that refund he went MIA he blanked me Um, I ended up having to cancel him off all of my future courses because I literally just couldn't get hold of him Um, and then I had to make an announcement and I literally was just really honest because I was like I'm a new company this is really embarrassing and I literally said look I can't get hold of him there was a problem at the last course um, and I can't get hold of him I'm really sorry about anyone that's booked if you've got any issues with your booking because of this cancellation let us know and I tagged him and I ended up tagging like loads of people whose hair we did because I was absolutely fuming it was unprofessional and it was making me look unprofessional he ended up coming back to me 
giving me a load of shit, trying to turn it round on me, saying that I should have waited longer, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, because I'd made this bloody massive announcement, um, the owner of Easy Locks, Shane, ended up contacted me, contacting me and saying that basically, um, can I have your phone number? Um, so I got speaking to him on the phone, another contact that I'd made accidentally. And he was saying, look, if you don't get your money back from him, we've got a court case against him. You can come to court with us because he's done, I, I'm not going to go into detail, but he'd done things that were not honest and not correct previously to other people, not just to other companies, but to other technicians. And then a couple of years later or a bit later, it came out in the press that he'd actually done something to like Jesse Nelson. It like got, he'd frauded her out of something. I like, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it, it is in the public domain. And yeah, that was the end of that one. Um, so anyway, it was really good. It made us look really good and it launched, but you just never know these amazing contacts you know, sometimes turned out to be a disaster. But anyway, I ended up getting the phone number of Shane from Easy Lock and managed to have business conversations with him in the past about, you know, possibilities and opportunities. So everything ends up leading somewhere and you just have to like deal with it. But yeah, what I'm saying is like another one of the opportunities that I made happen, went out and got myself and came up with the idea off my own back. Which leads me on to like other industry professionals that I've managed to work with by going out there and knocking on their doors. So during lockdown, I made like a brand building course. And again, I wanted to make it sound and look prestigious. So I wanted to have some like good industry names on there. So I ended up messaging um, Victoria from Remy Cache. Um, asking, like I did say, like I would pay her. Like most people will want paying or something that's mutually beneficial to them. So I contacted Victoria from Remy Cache because she's got a really successful hair extension brand and I felt like people in the industry would want to hear from her and get her best advice. Um, so I asked her if she would answer a few questions. I asked her if she would like to be paid and if so, how much she would like to be paid. And I also messaged a few other celebrity stylists, including Alicia Dobson, um, also known as Hair to Help. So Victoria actually got back to me, didn't charge me a fee and um, said that she would record the answers, which was amazing. And what I think for her is, is obviously because we're a hair extension training academy and they sell hair, it's mutually beneficial. She's going to want to, you know, talk about her brand and her journey to people in the industry that may want to look her up and may want to buy her products and services. So that was really good. And then I also, it was lockdown as well. So you've got to remember a lot of people were short of work work so I just wanted to use it to like get things cheaper than you would as if as in when they were like really busy other than when they were really busy so Alicia gave me a really good rate and she did a Q&A as well and then also um at the time I was working with um Nikita Doherty who is one of our Naked Weave educators um and again it's good for her it raises her profile it gets more people like knowing about her and she decided to speak on there for free as well so basically just by asking I was a bit like oh my god I don't really want to ask they might be like no go away who are you but just by asking and putting myself out there I would say most opportunities are created by just being brave and asking and she managed to come on the podcast um for not on the podcast it's because I'm on the podcast she came on the training as well for free so when I was promoting this new like you know, brand building um, 
course, should I say, like masterclass, I was able to say, like, you can hear from Victoria, who owns Remy Cache, you can hear from celeb stylist Alicia Dobson, and you can hear from training academy owner Nikita Doherty, and obviously myself. So it just sounded better. And again, these are opportunities that I've created just by putting a really nice message out there. Um, I already knew um, Nikita because she was one of my educators. And again, in hindsight, that's another opportunity because the reason that I had got to work with Nikita and that she had become one of my educators is because I'd put Naked Weave out there and advertised it really, really well. And luckily, she wanted to come on one of my courses and she came on, I think it was the first ever course. And from her being buzzed up about it, I just got having a normal conversation. I didn't even plan to. And she was like, I would love to teach this method. Like, I'm an educator. I'd love to teach you this method. And I, at the time, when I was put on this course, I'd never, ever thought about having other people teach it. So I went away from that course and I thought about what she'd said and sort of just made it happen. And to be honest, like, to be an educator, what I'd done is like to make it obviously prestigious and make sure we had the right educated educators. I, and I still say now, they have to send in a video application and they have to be accepted. And Nikita was really, really busy. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I just want her to be an educator for me because she's really, really well known and well respected in Ireland. So obviously it branches out my brand and also all over the industry really. So I think having her, her on when we were new would make it easier to grow and make our name, It was it's good for brand awareness. Um, and she kept saying, I wanna do the videos, but I'm just literally running out of time. And I think eventually I said to her, just type up what you would say and um, send it to me on here. Send me, like, I just made it super, super easy for her. Um, and I just literally got her on board. Like sometimes you have to cut corners and because you're the boss and I believed in her and I knew that she was, a, and made, she teaches for beauty work. She was teaching for beauty works already. So I kind of knew she was going to be excellent anyway. I kind of cut the corners and literally made it happen for her. I don't really do that for anybody else, but sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do for the right opportunities. And soon as I had her as an educator, we became really, really big and well-known in Ireland. And that's like on my previous podcast, I've said, definitely collaboration over competition. And again, that was an opportunity that I'd sort of created myself just from having a like chit chat conversation with her at one of my courses. So sometimes opportunities, you're not actually looking for them, but like every day, every conversation you're having with everybody, you should be always thinking about what opportunities um, could come from that. What could you make happen that could be beneficial for you and how, how it could be beneficial for them. And obviously, she was going to get paid really, really well from that. And it was going to grow our brand really, really well. So another opportunity that I just thought on my on my feet. And I think that's the thing. In my everyday life, weekly, daily, I am always looking for opportunities. So if I get lucky with something that I think, oh my God, I could turn that into an opportunity, then I will just literally put the feelers out there. I'll brainstorm. I'll ask whoever's sitting next to me or sitting in my chair, what do you think of this idea? And actually today, that's just reminded me, today I had a customer in my chair that was telling me about her opportunity that she had managed to create. So basically, it's totally off subject, but it's not. She's a dance teacher, well, singing, dancing and acting. She like runs a singing, dancing and acting academy um, in this area where I live, in the Midlands. And she had basically 
somebody who used to work for her had moved to Dubai and basically recommended her for this opportunity to work in Dubai and do this like I don't want to go into detail because I don't know it inside out this like dance like an acting um qualification where they do it she trains them for two weeks and then at the end of it they get a qualification so this is in Dubai and she would be teaching like at an English school in Dubai so anyway she was telling me about how she's going out there for three weeks and I was like oh my god like I've always thought about doing hair extensions in another country or teaching in another country and she was telling me how hard it was like to get a working visa and how like to get paid and like she's had to go through an agency and stuff like that but while she was in the chair it got me thinking I was like well I've always wanted to teach in Dubai and I thought of a way around it and I haven't actually put um it out there yet because i've only had the idea today but i've found a way around how i could go and teach in dubai and i'm actually gonna when i get back off holiday i'm going on holiday next week for a week in center parks but when i get back i'm gonna put into action how i can make my master classes work in dubai without having to go around getting all the licenses for teaching in there and who i'm gonna approach and what i'm gonna do but again that idea has just come to me because somebody else was telling me about their opportunity and I thought, oh my God, I want to go to Dubai and teach in Dubai and I had thought about it before but I hadn't thought about a way around it and today I had the idea of how I could get around, um, you know, the qualification and the licensing and, you know, kind of skip that part but be able to go and teach live in Dubai and or even maybe be, be able to go and do hair in Dubai and maybe I could take my family with me. She's taking her husband and her kids, like they're going on a holiday. So... Again, that's an opportunity that I'm going to hopefully um, be creating at some point in the future. And again, just come from having a daily conversation with somebody that was totally about something unrelated. But I've thought about how I could make a similar opportunity work for me. And it is, it's just about going out there and always be thinking like there is never a time that I'm not thinking about business or talking about business in my daily life. And that's it. You have to be constantly thinking of opportunities, new ideas, putting yourself out there and thinking about ways that you can make them happen. So I kind of like the Dubai idea and working abroad in other countries. I've kind of before dismissed it and thought, oh, it's going to be too hard. But actually today I've come up with an idea how I can make it happen in any country, which I'm super excited about. And that is just from having a conversation with a customer who basically told me she was making her, you know, opportunity happen. I mean, I know it's easy for me to say that um, because some people are like, well, I don't have the ideas and like, I don't know where to start. Do some research, look at what other people have done, ask them questions. Like if there's other people in other industries that are doing things that you think you could do in your industry and it's not going to be a conflict of interest, why don't you contact them on social media and just ask them a question? The worst they're going to say is, oh, I'm not telling you. The amount of people that like message me, like, so since I've been on Dragon's Den, loads of people have messaged me saying like, oh my God, how'd you go about like getting investment? How did you get on Dragon's Den? I've heard you say on your podcast that you're still looking for investors, blah, blah, blah. How, how do you even start? Well, I just Googled investors angel investors and it came up with loads of website so then I went on to the website and it asked me for documents didn't know how to fill out the documents so I googled what documents I need how to do them actually on Canva there are business plan templates so I just edited them accordingly took out the bits that I didn't understand and put on there what I could I just thought literally you do what you can and actually from being on angels um, investment network was where I met um, a, 
an investor who I still occasionally talk to now who almost brought my company and helped me grow it massively and then when I went on Dragon's Den he got back in contact and I've always got him as a contact so whether it's now or down the line that I feel like there's something that we could do together or connect with that's that's built me up a contact just from being on Angel's Investment Network and my pitch at the time and my documents at the time, I'm not going to lie, they were shit. I had so many people message me saying, oh my God, we noticed that you don't, you have this missing and we, like they were trying to sell me like professional services for like pitching on these networks. And that's another thing you could do. You could just pay professionals to do the bits that you can't do. So I ended up, when I went on Dragon's Den, I paid my accountant to do the cash flow forecast because I needed to make sure that it was done properly. And then I paid him to teach me how to fully understand it because numbers are not my strong point. So literally, sometimes you have to ask for help. You have to Google stuff. You have to brainstorm and you have to do research. Most of the things that I've done and had the opportunity to do are research. When people said to me, you should go on Dragon's Den, I didn't have a clue how to get on there. So I just Googled Dragon's Den applications. And I think when I first Googled, applications were closed at the time. And then um, they reopened and I just filled out the application form. So it's not like I'm a rocket science or I'm really lucky. Yes, I may have been lucky to get chosen to go on the show. I agree. And I think that, you know, I know that I'm good at talking. I know that I'm good for TV and stuff like that because I've done it in the past. So it's a strong point of mine. Like for some people, that may not be the option that they go down, but, you know, they may be really good at putting pictures together and paperwork. So Angel's Investment Network might be brilliant for them. I was just lucky that when I was on Angel's Investment Network, I got the chance to speak to an investor on the phone. And he was just, he said to me, I read your pitch and I loved the bit that where you put like your personal goals and your ambition. And I loved the fact that your pitch wasn't perfect, but you were somebody that was out there and, you know, looking at your figures, I could see that you were doing okay and you were doing quite well. And I saw that in you. So he looked past all of the like, okay, shitty paperwork that wasn't great, but he saw something in me and I got the opportunity to talk to him. So that went, you know, in my advantage. I used that to my advantage because obviously I was good at selling myself on the phone. So like if I was good at numbers, my business plan and all my numbers and everything would be just absolutely amazing and flawless. And maybe I would have got more opportunity that way but whatever you're good at just use what you're good at don't worry about what you're not good at everything will work out just go out there and bang on those doors also most recently I've started obviously working with beauty works not started I've worked with them a couple of times but to me that's absolutely bloody massive but that opportunity came about because I'm constantly tagging them in things I was actually um speaking to somebody that is very very high up within beauty works who i had actively emailed about a separate opportunity um with naked weave asking them if they wanted to sort of do this opportunity and i strongly believe that they put me in contact with the ceo of beauty works which is why i ended up getting booked for these jobs and actually when i went on the pretty little thing job um, they actually told me that Penelope had booked me. Um, it, it was her idea to book me. And actually, she had seen me on Dragon's Den and maybe just connected with me because she's been on a programme that's similar. So that opportunity came about by me putting myself out there. So the owner of Beauty Works has seen me on Dragon's Den. I've also been making contact with somebody high up within Beauty Works about a separate 
opportunity that I was asking them if they was interested in. So that probably helps as well because they took a liking to me. Although the opportunity that I approached them about has not happened yet, it may be happening in the future. And again, you never know. Like, so, like sometimes I don't know how the opportunities come about, but a little bit of everything, all the proactiveness, everything that I'm doing lands me on my feet in the right way. So I'm always pushing. I'm always contacting people. I'm always emailing people, seeing if they want to work with us. I'm always like trying to get our products out there when we first launch them. And, you know, I don't push the products as much as, as I could because it's not my focus at the minute. But every time I am, doing things like that, I'm emailing the right people, people that are probably too big to talk to me, they're probably like way out of my league, like I remember emailing um, Selfridges to see if they wanted to stock uh, um, argan oil, when I like the golden rose hair oil, which is an argan oil and a rose oil blend for hair extensions and all hair types actually, and anyway I contacted Selfridges because I thought well I could see that on the shelf in Selfridges and I went on to LinkedIn and I found out who the beauty buyer was for Selfridges. I then did some research to see how their emails were formatted it, formatted at Selfridges. So some places are first name dot last name at selfridges.co.uk. Or it may have been like, I don't know, the initial of the first name dot last name at. So anyway, I worked out, I did some research and I worked out how they formatted their email addresses. And I worked out the name of the person that I needed to speak to by finding them on LinkedIn and their job title. And I emailed this email address that I'd made up that I was sure was the right person. And lo and behold, it was the right person because they emailed me back. Okay, they said, no, it's just not the right product. But I was like, oh my God, I've emailed the beauty buyer for Selfridges and she's emailed me back. So in the future, if I ever develop something that's, you know, amazing and show-stopping that I think will be amazing for Selfridges, at least I've got the right contact. That's if she still works there. And then if she doesn't, I'll be able to use that same formula again to find the right contact. And again, actually in my fashion business, when I brought out my own designs within um, my fashion business, I contacted loads and loads of people to see if I could try and get these designs sold on their website. And I actually contacted Silk Fred and they messaged me back and said, we'd be really interested, but if you could just lower the price point, it didn't work out. I couldn't lower the price point. But again, it was me knocking doors and getting replies. And I think getting replies is building me like a little black book of like amazing contacts that I may need in the future. Obviously, people may change jobs, but they may not. What I'm saying is I'm not like some kind of like genius. I'm just able to think on my feet and go out there and knock on doors and try and get these opportunities. So yeah, um, it, it is really just a case of like one thing leads to another and then constantly having new ideas. And like with the beauty works job, when I got asked to do the PLT um, London Fashion Week with Molly May, the style in there, I really did feel underqualified and it was not an opportunity that I went looking for or, or I would necessarily want to have done. But because it was an opportunity with a hair brand that I would was so lucky to work with and you know a team like pretty little thing amazing to work with I couldn't say no it's not session styling is not something it's not on my goal board but it was an opportunity that I couldn't say no to and guess what happened from that opportunity I was two days later I was then booked to do a shoot day at my salon so they had a model come down to my salon this happened the other day um the product launches 
as I'm recording this, it's not launched yet, but it is out there in the public domain. It's a flat weft, so it's a brand new type of weft, a new design weft that they've designed, and they've chosen me to record social media promo promoting this new flat weft. I was able to do my naked weave technique on a brand new product. So I'm gonna be featured all over Beauty Works is like TikTok, Instagram, stories, feed, hopefully. This I've asked her where it's going and she said that it's going there. But by pushing myself out of my comfort zone, creating the opportunities that I got to basically go and do the PLT thing just by emailing the right person and getting myself on Dragon's Den and being seen on there by Penelope, blah, blah, blah. It all kind of like links in and leads on. That has created me my dream opportunity because obviously my main focus is education and applying hair extensions. But by saying yes to the PLT job, then led them on to book me to launch a brand new weft, which is gonna be massive. Everyone's gonna be talking about it. And I'm able to be featured doing my own method on there and obviously building my own personal brand and known as, not known as like, you know, somebody to be respected, but they're doing Q and A's with me, asking me, you know, tips for stylists, tips for hair extensionists. It builds my personal brand. Another brand or somebody else or something else may come from that. Somebody may see me on the Beauty Works page. Maybe an influencer will want their hair fitted by me. So, it's a dream opportunity that may lead to future dream opportunities. And actually, for this opportunity, I'm just gonna tell you a little story. I didn't get to choose the model. I had never seen the weft before, so I didn't know what I was working with. I had a picture of the model and it was a black girl with Afro hair and her hair looked quite long and I was like, yep, that will be fine. On the day, the absolutely stunning model turned up, bearing in mind the day before she'd been working for Charlotte Tilbury and the next day she was going to be shooting for ASOS. So here in the middle is little old me, she's getting her hair done for Beauty Works by me at my salon. So I was just like, oh God, this is like a buzzing opportunity. It means hair extensions that I fitted are actually going to feature on ASOS because she's going to keep them in for that shoot. So I was like, amazing. But anyway, what I was leading back to saying is she turned up and her hair was so short and it was the most afro hair I've ever done before. Like, I am not a specialist in afro hair. I've got afro hair myself and I mainly wear a wig. I've never really fitted full afro hair. I've fitted like mixed race afro hair, but I've never really fitted full afro hair. I'm not saying I can't or I won't do it, but it's something that's a little bit out of my comfort zone. So when I get to show you the pictures, you'll see the transformation was insane. I threw myself in there. I had never worked with the Wefts before. They were made in pack sizes that I hadn't really worked with before. Inside, I was dying, but this opportunity has now led me to believe that I should be doing more thick Afro hair and that I can do it. Just because I'm not experienced in it doesn't mean that I can't do it. And I guess it's different because at the salon, if I'd have had a consultation that came in for something that I've never done before and I'm not experienced in, I would hesitate to take that person's money because I like to be an expert in my field. But now that I've done it and it was such an incredible transformation, I am so, so happy that it pushed me out of my comfort zone and that hopefully it will lead to more opportunities to do more full afro hair, to do more black afro hair, to use my technique and push it further. I mean, that's what I want to do anyway. I'm getting one myself soon, but the hair that I'm getting is actually afro textured hair. The hair that I fitted for this girl was actually like the Russian Mongolian, the normal hair that Beauty Works 
use on really short afro hair it's something that I've not done before and it's something that I don't see done often so I think it's going to be like a really big transformation I think people will be shocked I'm like super proud of what I've done like it looked amazing it pushed me out of my comfort zone and I really do hope that it leads me on to like more similar opportunities so what I'm saying is like sometimes like an opportunity that arises features another opportunity that you didn't even know was there so now this could be my opportunity to push the naked weave more like onto like full afro hair and you know using my platform to create more diversity um with the way that we fit hair because a lot of afro hairs would a lot of people with afro hair should i say would either want to really really like chemically straighten their hair or get like an afro textured hair extension a bit like what I'm going to have and maybe not know that this opportunity is you know there for them I didn't really know that it was there only because not because I'd said that like oh I can never do it I just hadn't done it before so I'm so happy that it pushed me out of my comfort zone and gave me like a first and I'm just so excited to show everybody the transformation and to be honest, I have done Afro hair before, but not of this texture and not this much of a dramatic transformation of how short it was. But it's told me that I can literally do anything. Like, I feel like an expert in my field. Like, that day is, like, it's made me, like, appreciate, like, actually, I am pretty sick at applying weaves. I can adapt any type of product to any type of hair. And it's, like, it is really pushing me to do more because, actually, I'd never worked with that, you know, length and thickness of hair before doing my technique. And I'd never worked with that weft before. Of course I hadn't. It was a brand new product that has just been launched. I didn't get to do a consultation. I had to think on my feet and I had to make it happen on that day. And I literally just look out for on the Beauty Works pages and look out on like my pages. I'm more than likely going to share it on my Magic Mirror Hair Extensions page, but look out for that transformation and please show me some love because it scared the life out of me. But I absolutely loved it and I'm going to bring this like um podcast to an end now because I feel like it's giving you an insight into how I create opportunities I basically just wing it and I basically throw myself out there I literally just bang 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 on doors I email people I look for their email addresses I look for how to contact them I just research all day every day is a school day for me I'm always thinking of like ways that I can push myself, new ideas, who to contact, how to contact them. And for every like no that I get, I will make sure I contact like nine more people. Like if you think that, okay, my chances are 10% and that's at a push. Like, okay, if I've had like seven no's, well, I need to email a minimum of three more people. So to end this on a high, if you've got an idea, I would say, make sure that you like put that idea and push that opportunity that you're looking for to a minimum of 10 people like for every nine no's you get you might get one yes and to be honest even if you get 10 no's I probably wouldn't stop there I would maybe start to adapt the idea or think of ways around anything that's standing in my way but I wouldn't stop banging on doors and I will never stop banging on doors like now my next sort of ideas are like how can I like travel internationally myself and like build a name for myself because obviously I've taught people online in loads of other countries but I've never had the chance to like 
be in front of other people. And that's because I haven't knocked on enough doors or made it happen. So I'm gonna hopefully go and make that happen, whether it happens this year, next year, in the future, or whenever. I know that, you know, in my head now, I wanna go and make that happen. And I really hope that this podcast is giving you the motivation, the self-belief, and the determination to follow your dreams, create opportunities, knock on more doors and literally just go out there and make your dreams a reality. And just remember like for every knockback, use that as fuel to like push forward. Obviously, as always, if you've got any questions on anything I've spoke about in this podcast or just anything in general, I love hearing your feedback. If you found this motivational and, you know, it's helped you in in any way, please, please send me a message because it really does mean the world to me and I love speaking to you and like more people have started to message me recently and I really, really like it. Um, But other than that, I'll see you on the next podcast. I'm not sure what it's going to be about yet, but we'll see you there. I am going away this week, so I'm going to have to like record it last minute, a bit like I have this one. But I've made a commitment and I'm like determined to make sure I put a new podcast out every week. So I'm trying my best to not have a week gap, a week's gap. I'm sure at one point, um, at some point I will. Um, But yeah, I'll see you on the next podcast and I hope you've enjoyed it. Bye. As always, please like, share, subscribe, do whatever you've got to do to be notified about my podcast and to help me share it and get the word out there. Tag me if you're listening to it. And yeah, every little bit of support really does mean the world to me.